Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Bar Ki Baat. Today I have the privilege of being joined by one of my uh, closest friends in Michigan and my uh, usual go-to guy to hang out with on pretty much every weekend that I've spent in Michigan, uh, Shrikant Mandapaka. Shrikant? Yeah, hi, hi uh, everyone and hi Nachiket. Thanks for having me, man. I... looking forward to this this conversation i mean we normally have this conversation every friday or saturday about some topic or the other but it's it'll be fun to record it and then hear it back yeah like we have talked about so many times and see if we actually make sense <laughs> well one of the main reasons uh, we i wanted you on this episode was because you just finished your mba so cheers cheers to that uh So how is it? How is it that? So I essentially wanted to gain some insight on what you went through, and I don't think we have talked about this before. We have talked about what you have studied in your MBA, but haven't really talked about the mindset that got you in. And obviously, you graduated last week, and so haven't gotten the chance to talk to you how about how you feel after. Yeah. So before I uh, before I started. Uh, I had been dabbling with the idea of actually going to business school for a couple of years. Uh, never really pulled the trigger, uh, but then I was dabbling with that idea because I wanted to get into more management type of roles. I was already in product and project management. I'd got my master's in mechanical engineering, but I didn't really use a whole lot of the skills that I had uh, from my master's into my job. and then this was this whole management stuff that i had to learn from from day one in my job itself and then that kind of got me into uh thinking that maybe i'm built for this uh the other thing was um with engineering you kind of limited to the number of cities uh that you move to you're kind of limited to the to yeah, the like kind mechanical engineering means detroit pretty much yeah either detroit or it's means it means some uh suburb of chicago or mm-hmm. suburb of any major city it doesn't mean a hub city and growing up in bombay i was like i i want to move to a bigger city uh considering i've already i've growing up i've always wanted to walk with cars and stuff which i did and it's not as exciting <laughs> as as i thought yeah. it was growing up but it's it's good it's uh it's fun when you're playing with uh, hot wheels yeah exactly <laughs> um so that's what got me into it and then decided i was going to pull the trigger um what once i did get into my mba um there was this whole new different uh there was this whole different kinds of people that i met and their perspective on uh what they want from their mba plus uh their backgrounds plus how they have what their outlook in life is that was kind of it's kind of a crash course in meeting new people because once you're in your job you don't really meet different kinds of people you meet your colleagues you meet your friends you meet maybe your friends of friends and maybe you will meet one person one new person in a week and it's not even it's not going to be more than like a high but with the mba you actually meet like 130 people every two weeks and you are hanging out after after classes 
you get their perspective on what their ambitions are and stuff like that and that kind of gives you a better that's the education that is more valuable to me essentially than what i learned in the classroom itself because in the classroom in this google enabled world we can always learn things through coursera and uh, udemy mm-hmm. and stuff uh but those those human to human interactions are quite are something that i will i mean i'm going to cherish for the rest of my life that's that's something that is difficult to even come come by in masters engineering school so uh, you hit upon something interesting that i was going to talk about uh, is in the back of my head but yeah. you have three major degrees now uh, did your bachelor's in engineering uh, whatever bachelor's of science uh, masters also engineering and now you have an mba how do you see the kinds of people that you have met in each of these and it's definitely i mean mba is completely different right versus the kind of people that you meet in your bachelors or your masters but how do you see that they, if you had to in simple words talk uh, just you know your simple buzzwords engineering versus mba what's the mindset of people that are doing these courses yeah so so bachelors you don't really i can't really define what kind of people i met because the people they don't know who they are at that point right we are still trying to formulate who we are in my masters i met some of the smartest people i will ever meet i don't think people that i met in business school come even close not even by a sliver but that's also that's also uh, defining smartness in like a certain way thinking about abstract way abstract problems and abstract solutions and stuff but that's besides the point so the main mindset is with engineering people i i think we are driven by numbers we are driven by data we are driven by um the fact that we we're driven by equations we know that a plus b equals to c so that is how the world works whereas in an mba um you have i always wondered how like people from law or people from arts could even compete with engineering backgrounds because of the amount of technical knowledge that we have about how the world works but it's more about people also mm-hmm. so the, when when you get the people element on it like pe- leadership these are all mba buzzwords but they actually mean something which i never quite realized when i was doing my masters in engineering um i always thought mba was hogwash it was people using big words to get big paydays but they actually the the whole act of organizing everything and organizing people motivating people um they still use data to make their decisions which is essential in this world um but yeah that's the main difference Pe- people are more outgoing in a bus- in business school more outgoing and they consider the the people factor in their decisions whereas i feel like when i graduated from uh engineering school i was like yeah this is the fact and if i wanted to get something done i would just send an email and i would be sh- i would think yes the the rest of the world will follow the laws of 
science and they will understand and they will do it as well but that's not true you have to convince people you have to make sure that they're on the same boat and that's something that i've obviously learned throughout the job as well and kind of reinforced with so when 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 were you more uh, satisfied or i don't know i i was going to say satisfied or happier but the two different things uh when you graduated from your masters or when you graduated from your mba that's satisfied with what i was just uh glad that you were done with the uh degree so my masters in engineering was a lot lot tougher there is no way i could have done a full time job with that with that kind of uh workload so once i was done i was i was lost like even when i started working i would come back from work at 4 5 and then i didn't know what to do with my life i had i forgotten all hobbies i forgotten i forgotten myself also but those two years in engineering school probably taught me more than the previous 22 years of my life now coming to business school it's it is easier but it's a lot more time commitment you have to um there's a lot more work the the amount of work that you do work that you do per the amount of time that you put in is higher in an mba whereas compared to uh, a masters where uh, engineering masters where you're actually uh, putting in hours of work just to get like one page of output so yeah so that be weird so okay you have to explain what kind of an mba you did because it wasn't a full time mba right you weren't yeah. in yeah i guess yeah so i i did a part time mba where i worked 40 hours a week probably lesser or more depending on the weeks um but then i was also doing a part time mba which is over 2 years and is the same as a full time mba but a full time mba is four four semesters whereas this was six semesters where we were also working in the summer so it was a little bit less workload per semester than a full time mba but it was still over over the course of two years yeah had all your uh, saturdays busy pretty much throughout two years i felt that pain man <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I really did feel that pain. Yeah, it was uh it was tough. I mean, I wouldn't say it was very tough, but it was uh it was something that just I just I knew I had to do because I jumped all in. It was something that I just leapt into and that's what I had to do. There was no there was no regret, I guess. But now it's like I have my Saturdays, I just bought a <laughs> bike, just bought a bike. Bicycle so <laughs> I'm excited about my weekends now. It'll be fun. Yeah, when I say I felt your pain, I wasn't feeling your pain. Like I was painful <laughs> because any time anyone to hang out with <laughs> on Saturday, I would always hang out you with you. You gotta give me that. So that's good. But congratulations. That's a solid, solid step in life. What yeah. next? Next is the moving to a bigger city hopefully uh, I don't know when uh, I'm trying to find something that I do want to do um 
I have some industries and some job roles kind of lined out. Um, and and yeah, and depending on depending on when I I mean this is a this is a wrong time to graduate. That's true. Yeah. One of my friends from engineering masters was telling me, uh, she was telling me a joke. She's like, how do you tell when a recession is on? It's so like when Mandu graduated. <laughs> Is that the oh, this is the second time? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but I'm just glad to have a job now. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. how things go. So, when you were thinking of an MBA, now you worked, right? You worked for five years almost uh, before you started an MBA. Five or four years. Yeah, five years. Yeah. So, it's always been. I have thought of an MBA mainly because of people saying that you should do an MBA. Uh, haven't really felt the need for doing it until the last one year when I, you know, started reading about uh, things and experiencing things at work like you experienced mm-hmm. in your work. When I realized that yes, there is skills that go beyond skills that you learn in your through your engineering degree, right? What do you think of uh, people that? jump straight in to an MBA right after they finish their engineering degree? Yeah, I don't think, I don't recommend it for everyone. Definitely not for me. I don't think I would have got as much as I would, as much as I did out of my MBA uh, as as I would have if I started like right after my bachelor's, for example. But I'm sure, I mean, people mature in a different way. People have different experiences. So maybe there are people who grew up with dads who are in like the corporate world. So they understand the corporate world a lot more. And they can... Helping helping their dads with businesses or whatever. Right, right. So they've had different experiences. But it's... I don't think it's for everyone. You should have... I would say you should have at least like two or three years of experience before you actually, of good experience before you actually go into an MBA. And that would be ideal. So where did you do your uh, bachelor's of, in engineering again? It was in Vizag, Vishakhapatnam. Okay. Yeah. And then that was in 2010. I took about a year off. And then I came to the US for my master's in engineering. Um, did about one year, took another semester off, <laughs> went to uh, Germany, worked there for about six months, came back, finished my master's, and then I started working at my current my current job. So in terms of engineering itself, I MBA is done by the way, so you can relax. <laughs> I uh, in terms of core engineering skills that you picked up only through your schooling years. Yeah. How was Wysag versus what you learned in Michigan? Of course, there's four years there and two years here, uh, barring the off season that you had. Yeah. So bachelor's for me was a was a breeze. Honestly, I I don't know if I learned anything substantial. Yeah. And that's why I think I mentioned earlier I learned more in my um, two years at Michigan during my engineering masters than I did in the in the previous 22 years of my life. I had some of the best roommates. 
Um, I learned more from them than I did from my professors. We'd be in the library for 16 hours a day, 18 hours a day. It was it was it was crazy. Um, but that's so the the workload in the US, I feel like it's a lot more. Uh, whereas in India it's a lot of cramming at the end of like the semester. Obviously, barring the IITs and stuff, I think IITs have, they just have the cream of the students, so they don't really have to, their, their syllabus is good enough, and they have the influx of not They got the cream of the professors. Right. Yeah, I mean, engineering in India is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Education in India is a joke, and that's another topic in itself, but engineering, because we know engineering, uh, I just, you're right. I mean, it was four years of my life. I I didn't know anything once I got out. I knew subjects. I knew <laughs> I knew what mechanics of material meant. When I started engineering, I did not know that. By the end of engineering, I knew what that meant. That's all. I did not learn anything until, you know, I started my master's here. And you're right. I mean... Then the workload, the definition of workload is very different in engineering uh, bachelor's versus your master's. And yeah. bachelor's workload was copying from other uh, whoever's done their work first. And that was it. Like the amount of work you had was just spending time, just, you know, writing. There are people who used to take Xerox copies of, <laughs> of other people and get those. Submitted. Yeah, there you go. And masters was a whole beast in itself. I mean, that was you obviously went to a way tougher school than me, but I definitely learned more in my masters than my bachelors. So I have, I do have a question for you. Um, what made you push you towards doing your masters? I wanted to. I wanted to get into aerospace engineering. I had that. I had those rose-tinted glasses after my, uh, uh, or even before my bachelor's, where I wanted to get into something to do with, you know, flight and space. Yeah. And IIT didn't attempt miserably failed, but finished my bachelor's, I mean, at that time, you know, everyone says mechanical engineering say sub-course ja That is the path that I followed. I liked mechanical engineering. I just didn't like what was being taught. And I still had, I still wanted to study more. I didn't want to start working. So it was an easy choice according to aerospace engineering here. And now I'm in a mechanical engineering field. <laughs> so... It has all kind of worked out in the end. So that's a good point. So to pursue higher education, from what I see, there are mainly three motivators. One is if you want to change fields, like if you, like for example, move to aerospace from mechanical, you would do that. The second would be out of just knowledge or curiosity, right? And the third would be, wait, I forgot. <laughs> He's referring to his notes. Oh, yeah. So the third would be, which is which is more pertaining to India, which is like, yeah, society expects you to, so you go do it, and which is why 
I mainly got into engineering from like bachelor's at least. I I had no idea what the world was about. Everybody in my section, I guess, or in um, like in the 11th and 12th, we were quadrant into sections of, okay, these people have this percentage. So they were, they are in this section, lower percentage, go to arts. <laughs> Discrimination starts very early, man. Like that, right. you're... You're talking about this. These things happen in school. Uh, my, it started from the eighth grade, I believe, in our in our school, where <laughs> eighth grade of school, wow. when we were what, 14 years old, 14, 15 yeah, years old, around that time. That's when IIT tuition st- uh, tuition. Started. Yeah, that's when IIT tuition started. That's another. <laughs> but but I mean, eighth grade, you get in and you're based on whatever grade you got in the seventh grade, you're split up. People aren't even given the option of studying. So for us, we had technical and Sanskrit. And so there there was two different classes and the rest of the three. (laughs) And it was was split into technical A division, Sanskrit B division. And these two could mix, but no one from the bottom three could, or the other three could come into these two. That's how dumb it was. I mean, yeah. for all you know, someone from these could have the aptitude for a new language. It's different. Like me being good at history is not going to help me learn a language better. Right. You get what I'm saying? And this, so every class was 60. So 180 people did not get the chance ever to learn Sanskrit. And I sucked ass at Sanskrit. I would have willingly given up my spot. <laughs> to to one one or five people who wanted to learn Sanskrit, like I don't care, like I can't pick up languages very quick. And another thing is, people pick, took Sanskrit because it was all rote memory, and I hate that. I can't memorize things and put it on paper. So I used to like try and come up with my own interpretation of essays and whatnot, and I. I was too bad, man. So I'll tell you a story about the 10 standard boards. And this is going to be on the internet forever. <laughs> yeah. My 10 standard boards, I ratified everything. Ratified is basically memorizing, memorizing everything. And I went in and there was one question that was out of syllabus. Okay. And well, at least I thought it was out of syllabus. It wasn't. But I was like, I will leave it. It's a six mark question. I'm happy with 94. I left it. I didn't even attempt it because I had no idea what it was. I didn't even know the words because I don't know Sanskrit. I just went in and... Oh, you took Sanskrit. I took Sanskrit. Because of the marks. you could. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes, you know. You score higher. <laughs> left a six mark question out of a hundred mark paper expecting to get 94. I get 96. No idea where I got those extra two marks. <laughs> that was a humble brag. Of <laughs> getting 96. Right. So I took Sanskrit. Quite easy. No, no, no. So I took Sanskrit. I got the lowest in my class. <laughs> I, overall, I did pretty good on the uh, average percentage. Yeah. But so people took Sanskrit for scoring high, and then the vestigials were left with Hindi that was supposed to score low. And I scored lower than the people who, was, who took Hindi. <laughs> I felt. Like, it is idiotic. That that's when I realized. Like I, 
there was absolutely no reason for me to have gone through that pain of three years trying to learn a language that I was never going to learn. India is is way is quite screwed up if you if you think about it. I mean, you're backward. You're you're just pushing children to just memorize stuff and regurgitate at the exam. Like I I still remember before our tenth standard we had pre boards one two three, and we were outside the the and this used to be held in a in a third party school. I don't know for fairness or some shit. <laughs> yeah, same. We would sit out, stand outside, and there was this one classmate of mine. I would ask him. This was biology. I asked him the question. Before he would tell me the answer, he would tell me the page number, the paragraph number, and what side the what side the paragraph is on. Yeah. On that page, and I'm looking at him like I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> and he then he regurgitates word by word of what that definition is. But that's what gets you marks, also. The only thing that I think I took from all that hard work in tenth standard was discipline, man. Like you had, you had to learn those things by heart. Yeah. Like there's, I don't remember anything that I learned in my tenth grade at all. Like I remember math because we've been using math, and I remember science, especially only physics in science, nothing else. Like I don't know, you know. Physics two that was thermodynamics or whatever. Yeah. But I know like, I use mechanics of materials pretty much all the time. But that same ideology boils up into engineering also. To the point that you were trying to make earlier, right? I mean, there's two options in India. Even now, in 2020. Engineering or becoming a doctor, and it's yeah. it's late, man. I mean, people have been complaining. People have been saying things about this since I was in the tenth grade, where people are saying engineering and uh, doc doctoring are not the only two fields. I mean, there's so much more in the world. But I know so many good people. Para, for example, the guy who was on the first episode. Well, the best artists I know, doing engineering. If he had options, I'm sure he would have been somewhere else in life, and he's happy in life. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from that, but you're taking something away from people who have the aptitude for something brilliant yeah. by forcing them into, and it's not parents forcing them; it's just the system forcing them to. It's only because that's the only money maker, right? It's the idea, also. Yes. Well, that's what it's said. Mm. But even engineers don't. Even engineers don't. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's more. It's more the expectations of society, which is my third point, yeah. right? So, which is which is more about in my class, if everybody is doing engineering and I choose to do economics, I'm gonna feel like an idiot because I'm like, okay, I don't have. and there's no coaching about this stuff and it's not like in us you can choose to change your major after first or second year of undergraduate you don't have the option yeah you choose after 18 at 18 you don't know anything at 18 you choose that and you're stuck there stuck with that for the rest of your life as i was saying in india in india you become an engineer first and then you figure out what to do <laughs> for the rest of your life yeah. well, so 
another reason for that and uh, kind of refers to what I said earlier, where the system does not allow you to do it. Like, think about universities here. Every university has so many different fields, the smallest of the universities. Yeah. Like, they will have engineering. With it, they'll have arts courses. They'll have econ courses. They'll have business majors. In India, you don't see those in universities. I mean, big universities, maybe. But at least the college I went to, it was just five engineering, uh, uh, what do you call those, streams. And that's it. I had that's all you had. That's a low-key flex. Yeah, that's a low-key flex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the system, systematic uh, problem that, I don't think is going to change for a very long time. That's pretty much intertwined with the culture also. Because I think it will take a couple of generations. But that's predominantly because the previous generation didn't really have access to good quality education. So a lot of them don't really know the options. And they are pushing those down, pushing those ideas down to their kids. And they're the kids at 18 are obviously the biggest influence in their lives is the parents. Mm-hmm. And when I was 18, I I literally didn't know there were other options other than engineering. I mean, I knew of them. I didn't, I couldn't even think of doing that in any way. Anyway, so we did talk about the peer pressure of society for a substantial amount of time. Uh, but the motivation to pursue higher education the other one is the first two were to switch fields and the knowledge. I do I do want to talk about the knowledge aspect a little bit. Um, so you don't really need to pursue a degree. So like in today's world, um, you have access to knowledge at the click of a button. You have Coursera and Udemy and these different sites. You can get that knowledge from anywhere. You don't really need a degree. A degree gives you sort of a stamp of approval. And the eventual goal is to get a job, which is obviously a combination of things. One is your personality. Um, By personality, I mean not being charming or anything, but personality, I mean the way you break things down, the way you approach a problem, the way you deal with a problem, and that just comes from work X. The other thing is your knowledge about the field, which is which ties back to the degree again. Um, so that you can get without the degree. And so it is a combination of those two. So if you can convince somebody in a job interview that you don't you have as much knowledge as without a degree, you don't really need one. But the degree is sort of like a crutch that helps you to get that next job or to make that switch, which is needed. And sometimes the degree is also your, I mean, I we do this. If we interview, most interviews are only master's students, even though we might be missing out on, you know, and we do have bachelors, uh, uh, bachelors of engineering, engineers in our team. but. Just from experience, we know that it's not, most of them are not good enough uh, 
for the skills that we are looking for, the technical skills that we are looking for. It's probability, right? So yes. you you have you have such a big massive world with so many people applying to the job. You have to use some qualifiers to weed out applications. Yeah. And degrees is one way of doing that. But it's not essential. It is, yes, that, that is one company that you're doing. But I know a lot of tech companies. For, for example, we know about Shraddha. She did a bachelor's in um, interior designing. And she worked there for a couple of years. And then she just moved to UX, UI design after taking an eight, six or eight mm-hmm. month sabbatical. And she just taught herself that. And she was able to go into an interview and convince the other person that she knows as much as somebody that has a bachelor's in UX, UI design. And so yeah. it's a combination of the two. People need to be given a chance. Also. Yes. yes. So it depends on the company that you're applying yeah. to, the other person. So it's a lot of lot of factors. But yes, a degree definitely helps, but it's not essential. Mm-hmm. So going back to the first point, which is to switch fields. I didn't pursue a master's in engineering to switch fields. It was, it was, so I went into my master's in engineering with the same kind of mindset as my bachelor's because I, I graduated with my bachelor's. I knew I didn't, uh, didn't want to do like an IT job because TCS and Infosys come to, come everywhere and, and pick up trains of people. Um, yeah, it was like in my college, I think 50% were hired by Infosys, just one company of every, of bio, biomedical engineering, electrical engineering, IT, IT computer science makes sense, but civil engineering also, but, uh, but yeah, so I didn't really want to do that for the rest of my life, but also I didn't really have a big view of the world and my dad pushed me into he's like you need to go outside you need to get a view of the world and stuff so i i I applied to a couple of colleges um i applied to like four colleges because those are the number of big envelopes that i had (laughs) (laughs) it came in a stack of four and i didn't want to uh i don't want to spend more money on buying those big ass envelopes uh so i chose four and i applied to four colleges i got into two one of them still has not replied the fourth one i got disqualified from because uh my my professor put in the recommendation uh, didn't put in the recommendation that i asked him to um so luckily i didn't get into one of the good schools and that for me that was i think uh a pivotal point where it was a boost of my confidence because it was a good school and I was like maybe if they think I'm good maybe I am pretty good good. (laughs) and then I got here and then I'm like pitted up against these uh, these the smartest people in the world in in like U of M and I was one of the best schools for mechanical engineering in the world and it was it was phenomenal. I mean, those two years, I, I actually think those two years formulated my personality personality and my outlook in life a lot more than my MBA. My MBA gave my MBA, I think, helped me ground me in re- reality. It helped me bring a lot more empathy in my approach to approaching problems, approaching people and stuff. 
but uh, my masters in engineering i that is so if i had to give up one degree out of all three my masters in engineering would definitely not be one of them that is something i will keep if i had to give up two degrees would be my mba and btech okay so that is the answer i was looking for yeah. maybe that's what i should have framed the question i will keep that in mind <laughs> next time <laughs> on the <your> next degree <laughs> that is not going to happen <laughs> are you done are you done what have you thought about what what could potentially be your next degree don't say a phd so my first year i was thinking about economics okay which would be the next logical step if i had to do a phd in economics but now i don't think i'm going to do that but i do want to do a couple of uh courses on trying to figure out um um try to figure out what i want to learn like where i can learn stuff about like ai and um machine learning which is kind of the future and how i can incorporate that into the future work that i do i can probably start learning on you know on these online portals also right which which is essentially what we are talking about before this i mean you have that degree to back you up yeah. and then you get that chance and you have all these extra things that you have done on the side to basically just so degree is the little yeah uh kinks in your armor so degrees help you open doors i think i've kind of maxed out in the doors that will open yeah, for yeah, me the door is not opening anymore <laughs> there are no more doors opening for me depending <laughs> on what degrees i get yeah. so i don't think i'm going to do that but the learning will always be there because i i do need to i mean you have to be constantly curious otherwise you're going to get stuck but that's something you have to have within you and just be curious i guess so say you had not done your mba in the the last two years where do you think you would be right now or what would your mindset be it's kind of hard to hard to say i understand just not i feel like i would i would get to where i am right now but it would take me a, a lot longer how much longer i don't know maybe 5 years 6 years and once you get older the the number of opportunities that present to you might dwindle down at least that's the view i have of the world i might be wrong but companies want to invest in you people want to invest in you when you're younger because you have that drive mm-hmm. as you get older there is always you can spend way opportunity to spend way longer in the company also right, right. but there is always the question on on the interviewer's mind saying why hasn't this person tried anything else in the past in his career yeah the big big, big one that weighs on our minds is ye aayega experience leke aur kidhar chala jayega because there's always a better company right yeah. you never know what that candidate is really looking for and the answers they give is obviously suited to your specific needs but they're not going to say oh i'm just going to i'm here for the experience and i'm going to bounce the second chance that i get yeah but i think in today like i don't know if it's true for detroit 
but i think in today's tech world at least that is a given people are going to jump because you're in demand and you're going to get a better offer somewhere right so people don't live leave um companies they leave bad managers so a manager's job is to ensure that the person is motivated to the to do their job and that's where the mba kicks in that's where you are always looking for clues whether this person is really happy or not and that's something that is missing at the oems for sure because they uh, tend to promote engineers to manager pros- manager positions mm-hmm. and they're just they're just very experienced engineers and they don't really manage people they don't really define who what what the core competency of the team is what the team needs to do what is their weekly tasks or daily tasks or stuff like that it's it's kind of missing um what they love doing i've seen like i've seen managers who at the oems who are um who are very quiet during like these people discussions hr discussions but are extremely vocal when it comes to engineering discussions when it comes to management it should be the other way around you should leave the engineering pad i mean i understand that you've been doing engineering for the 25 years but at some level you've got to man- learn how to manage a team i got to say that's from personal experience i mean yes. i have yeah Obviously. because we've talked about this before yeah. i have a very different experience when it comes to this and my boss is completely from a technical background uh no uh, no degrees with uh any humanities uh related subjects or you know or management subjects but i think he's one of the best there is when it comes to managing people and i think it's a skill that you can learn they like, you have to be willing to learn that's the first part and i think i i want to get there someday and one of the biggest things is you got to give a chance to your peers to uh or give them opportunities to manage people that's how you learn right uh just throw them in the deep end you either sink or swim so so yes i mean what are you saying that's one of the best ways i think to do that is to give people um ownership of their work ownership and so that they feel they feel like they own uh, something of they they can take pride in their work mm-hmm. when you have a manager who is micromanaging stuff that's not cuz i've had that before and it just pushed me away even more and he was telling me to do this 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 and that's how, that's all i would do i would never think about doing anything more or think about how things could be better and stuff like that so that is something and also yes your manager is probably great as great at his job uh, right now managing you all but that might not tra- translate exactly i'm not discounting his skills but that the way he does his job with you guys might not be the same way if, where if he was employed by another firm because he has to manage a different I, agree. i mean end of the day you are a culmination of all the experience that you have right. garnered over multiple years right so, so it's always coming back to the curiosity aspect where yes. you are always trying to learn always trying to figure out what the best method is what the best way is stuff like that yeah 
Okay, so closing statement. Uh, MBA, yes or no? I would say yes. For me, yes. Because I was in a stage of my life where I was just stuck. Um, I was too um, closed. I don't want to say closed-minded, but I was too stuck with the engineering aspect of things and um, I didn't have a view of the world. I just had a view of GM where I was working. Um, but the MBA gave me a perspective of what the how the world works and how different companies work, how different industries work, but through the cases that we did, that and getting to discuss that with people with different backgrounds and getting their views, um, I think it was worth it. Even even if it doesn't pay off monetarily, I think from a sense of uh, fulfillment for me, I think it was like it was a very good decision. At and uh, for for someone who is thinking of doing an MBA, what's the best suggestion that you could give? Um. I would say figure out the best time for you to do it so that you can get the most out of your MBA. The most important thing is to have the kind of mindset uh, before you go into um, any any MBA class because in a Master's of Engineering, you're learning things from books, whereas in an MBA, you're learning things by interacting with people. And you have to be in the right mindset to be able to extract the most out of most out of that aspect of the MBA. Yes, you do learn things from books, but those are kind of very um, basic concepts. Cool. Yeah. That's actually great advice. I, I learned a lot from this session. But either way, uh, thank you for listening to episode three. Uh, you'll definitely hear from Mandu soon on one of the future episodes because we are basically doing this every day uh every weekend so not every day sometimes every day but not often but anyway uh thank you for listening and see you on the flip side